Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm the teaching pastor here at Urban Village Church. If you talk about me, you can use the pronouns she and her, and I'm so grateful to be spending this time in the worship of God here with you today. If you are the praying kind, please pray with me. God of grace, surprise, mercy, forgiveness, help us today to know you, to be close to you, and may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be yours. And if they aren't, if we should stray afar or away, help us to forgive ourselves and one another and to enter again into the boundless of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love movies. I love watching movies at home. I love going to movies at the theater. I love watching with giant crowds of friends as we all throw popcorn at the screen. I love watching by myself in front of Netflix in a little corner hovel. I love movies. And I especially love the kind of movie that we're going to talk about today, um, Black Widow, which is the 23rd Marvel movie and the approximately billionth superhero movie <laughs> to come out in my lifetime, full of explosions and nonsense and problems and fun. I love this kind of movie. But I understand that you, like many who I know, including my spouse and my best friends, might not like this kind of movie. And so I wanna offer two sets of reassurances. One, to you who are not moviegoers, this probably still matters to you because the story of Black Widow is a story that touches all of our personal experiences of harm and family and community and life. And to those of you who are big movie fans who do like this style of movie, I'd like to offer you the reassurance that I will not spoil it if you haven't seen it yet. I will not be talking about the ending. I will not be giving details. You don't have to be putting your fingers in your ears and going la 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 la. And that's because I don't have to spoil it to talk about what is most important to this movie because it's the thing that has been most important to this character since she first arrived on screen. Forgiveness. Black Widow is a character who in the universe of these movies has been raised amidst evil. A few evil folks uh, did what so often happens to women in our world, which is um, they used and abused their bodies for their own purposes and made out of a child a warrior who couldn't say no to their commands. And so she commits evil after evil after evil and then believes herself to have turned away from that life to use her skills of war and violence for the good at the beginning of the time we meet her in these film series. One might ask, as she does, as many have, whether skills of violence and war can ever be turned towards the good. And she has plenty of reason to question whether her new allies are um, as different in their motivations from her old instructors as she believes them to be. But her journey remains similar throughout all of these films, which is that she is someone who has been a victim of great harm and more importantly to her, has caused great harm over and over and over again. 
and she wonders, how do I live as a person who has hurt? What do I do with that? Where do I go next? It's a question that is eternal <laughs> uh, of every person and every community. And it's a question that has been central to Christianity and to the living of a Christian life. It's a question that's central to the scriptures, both Hebrew and Greek. It is the question of David in Psalm 53. It is the question of Noah and the question of Joseph and his brothers. And it is the question that somebody brings to Jesus in this passage from Matthew. How many times can I forgive? How many times can I say, I forgive you to someone who has hurt me? And Jesus gives an answer that sounds like a math problem, but really just means infinitely many times, seven times 77. The people around Jesus and Jesus himself were asking the same questions that Black Widow asks, the same questions that we ask. In a world where we hurt each other all the time, when and how do we repent and forgive? And what does it mean to move forward again in community? A lot of people want these questions to be simple. They want there to be a black and white answer, which is always forgive. But I, I don't think that's what we see in the Bible. And, and I don't think that's a healthy way of loving ourselves as we love our neighbors, which is another invitation Jesus has given us. When someone hurts us over and over and over again, and there's no indication that they might stop, no indication that they have repented, I don't believe that we are required to stay near them required to accept that kind of treatment for at the hands of a person or at the hands of a community or a society. And yet there is this question <laughs> of if it's not at that point, right? If we haven't gotten to the point where someone is going to hurt us over and over and over again, and we know that we can't be around them, how much can we forgive ourselves and others? And how do we do it? One of the deepest theological conversations I have ever heard on this question happened around this very passage from Matthew in Children's Church a couple of weeks ago. We talked about this and we asked the kids, you know, how do you feel about this? And they felt it in their bones because for most of them, this was a question of what do I do when my sibling hurts me? <laughs> My sibling is gonna irritate me. They're gonna hit me. They're gonna sometimes get in a fight with me. And when I forgive them, I know that it's gonna happen again because of the nature of kids and the nature of sibling relationships. And so what does it mean to find within yourself a well of forgiveness for that? And, and I think the most helpful way to think about forgiveness in these kinds of situations is less a saying of what is and isn't okay, of what has and hasn't been all right. But forgiveness is more a way of thinking about, can I accept what has been? Not that it was good, not that it was right, but just that it was. Can I accept that what has been has been and that now I wanna move into the future differently rather than remaining in the cycle and in the reality of the painful past. It's different in every situation. It's different for every person. 
But for many, seeking out this well of forgiveness can be liberating and freeing. Just before Jesus answers this question about seven times 70 forgiveness in the Gospel of Matthew, comes the part where he is asked how sin works, how binding and loosing works here on earth. And he says, whatever you bind will be bound up in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosened in heaven. And I think this is an invitation to see the ways in which we might loosen our own hearts, our own bodies, our own experience, if we let go of more and more and more to move into a place where less of us where less of our experience, where less of our community is bound up because Jesus is the way of freedom and love. And sometimes the things we're holding on to aren't just about what was right or wrong, but we're holding on to them and they're keeping us in the moment of what they were. The other thing about forgiveness is that it is the nature of God. Like Widow says throughout these films, that one of the reasons she does the work she does, which stipulated, we have some questions about, is to make up the marks in her ledger from the things she's done wrong before. She imagines herself as having a book of accounting, debts of harms caused, evils practiced, and she imagines herself making them up one by one. I do a good act, it makes up for a harmful one. I save a person, it makes up for a person I've killed. And I understand being motivated by that. If we are a person who has caused harm in our life, um, there's a reason that amends are a part of the process for so many who have benefited from AA and NA, that it allows us to be people who have the capacity to try and make up for the errors that we've caused, to try and do something for the people that we've hurt but it also feels like a painful way to think about a human life, that all it is is that ledger of accounting, counting up whether we were good enough, counting up whether we've made up enough for the things we've done wrong. And one of the things that Jesus does so powerfully is say those ledgers are erased. <laughs> that book isn't mine. That book is the accuser in your head, but that isn't how I think of you. It's in the middle of the very Lord's prayer, right? Our Father, Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Give us what we need and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. For the people of the Bible, there was not a distinction as we make today between debts of harm and debts of feeling and debts of relationship and debts of money and debts of prison and debts of injustice towards widows and orphans. They were all along the same line of debts that were reconciled in Christ and that if we were living according to the life of God, we would regularly be forgiving. If we lived according to the Jubilee of Deuteronomy, there would be no student debt, rent debt, medical debt. It would be forgiven on a schedule every seven years, every year, every 49. Those seven times sevens again, just like Jesus said, so that we wouldn't be burdened and bound by the debts 
of um, politics and money. And the same was thought to be true for relationships, that we would regularly forgive one another, regularly repent, not in every situation, but in situations where it was possible and safe, that we would regularly offer one another the gift that God gave us first, which is saying there is nothing you can have done, nothing you can have experienced that is so bad, so awful, that I still cannot reach you there, that my forgiveness cannot turn into resurrection, that my life cannot turn into more life, no matter how the feeling of death came to be. This never-ending, unending well of forgiveness is something that is available to us in the lives that we lead, in the relationships that we have, in the places that still feel broken, that we wish could feel whole once again. And so we are called in the places where it would bring more healing, in the places where it would bring more life, in the places where it would allow us to walk into the future loosened and liberated and free, to forgive ourselves, to forgive those who've hurt us, to forgive our communities, seven times 77 times, and hope for that same generosity and grace back. Every relationship is different. Everyone will have a different way you are invited to go. But if there is a place that's occurring to you right now, a place where forgiveness might bring more life, more love, more healing, let's pray that we can find it and move forward towards it together. One of the things I love about the movies is the way that they, <laughs> through their very excess, <laughs> through their very nonsense, manage to just begin to get close to how things really feel in life. If you, like Black Widow in this movie, have family members you've betrayed and ones who've betrayed you, or teammates, workmates, friends who you thought were family and then didn't act like it, if you are living with the pain that you've caused and you can't seem to let go of it, it is unlikely that in your life that will look like giant explosions <laughs> or well-choreographed fight scenes or saving the very universe. But it certainly might feel like that. <laughs> it can feel like the end of the world to feel that we are without hope, without grace, without forgiveness, without future, without forward. But the good news of the gospel is that we are never without those things. They're always available. A life where you are not only your past, but you are what God has created you to be, beloved and good and present. A life where there is more ahead than there has been. A life where there can be miraculous reconciliation. That is a promise that is always there in the ways that it is healthy and safe and good for us to ask for it and challenge ourselves to live into it. And so we listen to Jesus today, we go to the movies, and we try. And try together, and try again, and try again. Seven times 77 times, and even more. 
In Jesus' name we give thanks. Amen.